If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, reading verses 24 through 34. All these words here that we're going to fix to read, Jesus did, was doing the speaking. He is still doing the speaking. And uh, I hope that you will just pray that the Holy Spirit of God would speak to your heart today. If we don't pray that God will speak to our heart, it's about useless to come. I need a word. I need to hear from God. And what I'm fixing to read is the words of my Savior. He says, no man. Did you get that? No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and some other person. Therefore, because you cannot do it, Jesus said unto us, Take no thought of your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his statue? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O oh, ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, that's the lost crowd, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And here's what he's asking us to do. But seek ye first. Not second, not third, not an afterthought. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all that we want to eat and all we want to drink and whatever we want to be clothed in shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For well, the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Father, speak to our hearts. God, you've already blessed us with beautiful music. You've allowed us to praise your holy name through our clapping and our raising of our hands and, and standing to our feet. And so, God, I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd speak to every person in this room today, including this pastor. God, I need a word from you. And, Lord, I'm looking for you to do your work today in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I believe 
that there is a sin today that we do constantly, a lot of us, without giving it any thought that it is a sin. And that's the sin of worry. The sin of worry. So, well, I'm not worried, I'm just concerned. Well, I'm not worried and I'm not too concerned, I'm just thinking about it. The sin of worry. I wonder when I thought about this sermon, I thought about Abraham and his son Isaac. Abraham did was doing something that was out of the ordinary. He was asked by God Almighty to go to a certain place at a certain time and sacrifice his only son. I can't imagine. God's blessed us with two boys. I can't imagine sacrificing either one. I can't imagine giving up either one. But I wonder when I thought about this sermon of worry, if Abraham back in his mind was worried, especially when Isaac said, Daddy, uh, we've got the wood, we've got the fire, we've got the place. Where's the sacrifice? You're talking about a man of faith. You're talking about a man who was tuned in with God. Abraham says, son, God's going to provide. He's still providing. Hello? He's still providing. He's still providing. Listen, the very breath that I breathe right now, he gives it to me. My heart, hey, it lets me know it's in there sometimes, especially when I'm in a stressful mood, especially when I'm worried and concerned. It gets in high gear. And I think about that. You know, hey, I don't want to do it, Webster, look at, listen to what Webster says about worry. He said it will annoy you, and it will. He said it's like a plague. It brings on trouble. And you know where worry starts? Right here. I get to thinking about it. Oh, Lord, I'm facing, whoa, what am I going to do? And first thing I know, it settles in the stomach. Ooh, can you, I don't want nothing to eat. I can't eat. I don't want nothing to eat. Then the heart begins to pick up on it and the blood pressure begins to rise. You know, I'm on blood pressure medicine, so when I go to my cardiologist, I go in there and I'm thinking, now you just need to calm down because if your blood pressure's up a little bit, he's going to step up the medicine. So I sit there just like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> Let me check your blood pressure. Just throw your arm out there and just, just relax. <laughs> and then you're so glad. When they say, you blood pressure is good. Now I can go back to worry and I can go back to do what I want to do. Hey, and I got the numbers recorded. <laughs> well, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. But worry is a process. It starts in the mind. It, it works its way to the stomach. And then it works its way into the heart. And first thing you know, your backs are hurting. And then the whole body feels it because we're being pulled and we're being torn from here to there. And we think, what else can I do? Listen, I have knee pain. I have back pain. I have shoulder pain, elbow pain, ankle pain. But I'll be pain if I'm going to stop. 
Hello? I'm not. Hurt and go on. Well, I was just in such pain I couldn't come. Look here. Every one of these pews is padded. Let me tell y'all something. I could go to sleep right here. Y'all seen pictures. Flopped out like an old warded up prune. I can sleep anywhere. So if you're unable, you think, to come to church, bring your pillow. Find you a pew to put the person on. And don't worry about the problem. Did you get all them peas? Hello? That we all do and we're so unaware of it when we're doing it. <laughs> I heard this. I forget who the comedian was. He said there was this man who had one hair. One. He had one hair left. They said he shampooed it. He, he groomed it. He, he was so proud of that one hair. And he woke up one morning. His wife had already gotten up. He rolled over and on the pillow was this hair. He went to holler, help, somebody help me. I have just gone bald. You know, my goodness. You know, we worry about things. We worry about every little wart is going to turn to a cancer. But now let me tell you something. Now I'm serious. God knows my heart. When I had a hole in my eye, I wasn't worried that I would go blind, okay? When my throat was giving me trouble, I had all kind of thoughts. Maybe you got cancer. Somebody in the church said, you probably got throat cancer. You ever thought about that? Well, that's good news. You're laying in the hospital bed. You've just had some kind of procedure and you got a good friend who comes and he camps out on the foot of the bed and he says, you know, I had a friend had the exact same thing you had and he died. <laughs> wow, that's so encouraging to the, to the worry branch of the memory. I mean, my goodness, why do we stress ourselves out? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was combing my hair this morning. Lynn says, well, you're headed toward being bald. I said, I don't care. She said, but what gets me is that there's no gray up there. I said, what you want me to do? Uh, you want me to get something and turn it white, gray, whatever? <laughs> it's either going to turn colors or turn loose. I mean, you look in the mirror and say, oh, me, I can cover this up. I won't call his name, but I bet you it took him two hours to fix his hair every morning. Because he took all this over here and parted it way over here. And he, he walked outside and the wind caught it. It rired up. It looked like a ball glove. It just rired up. Thinking, my goodness. And my friend say, what you put on your hair? I said, do you really want to know? Yeah, yeah. I said, it's purple power. I get it at the Napa store. You're kidding. I said, no. I said, just shampoo it with purple power. I said, my ears burn. But I said, as soon as I get it rinsed off, no problem. You're kidding. I said, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't use purple power. It may cause it to turn loose, sure enough. 
My sister, she's six years younger than me. I have no idea what color her hair is. And I tease her every time I see her about near. Really? It's a different color. I say, your hairdresser don't even know what color it is. If you were to say, put me back like I used to be. Well, what were you before you are what you are? You know? We, we fret and we worry. Oh, I got to get my hair fixed. Well, you know, it puts us in a stressful mode. Our hair, warts, headaches, sore throats, back aches, lung disease. Hey, this body belongs to God. And the Bible says he knows my inward Parts. If he wants to disrupt things, he can, it's his business. And whatever he does with me, again, it's his business. I'm his property. I don't have to like it. I don't even have to fret over it. Well, I need to sit down a little. My knees are hurting. Okay, that's fine. But it don't worry me that I may lose my balance and fall and break a hip. Hey, if it is, it is. But sometimes our minds play tricks on us and it bothers us. Well, let me get to this sermon right quick so you can not worry about where you're going to eat. First of all, we need to decide who or what we're going to follow. Verse 24 is very plain. No man can serve two masters. Can't do it. You're either going to love one and hate the other. You're going to cling to one and despise the other. You can't do it. And I thought about this. Listen, we need to simply follow God. If we're following him and seeking the, the kingdom first, then everything else he says is going to fall in line. And I, I think about this. You know, um, Sometimes our desires are wild. We have wild desires and we want to do this or do that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, what does God want out of this? No, I don't always, okay? I don't always. We need to pray, Lord, what would you have me do right here? Well, sometimes what we do right here uh, brings on anxiety. Uh Jesus didn't prohibit planning for the future, but he did prohibit worrying about the future. He simply wants us to focus on the challenges of life just today. Just today. I had a man last week, Ben, this is the first day of this of the new week. Last week he says to me, how do you find time to study and to preach? I said in the mornings and at night and any other time the thoughts come. I said because on a Sunday evening when everything is over, as I make my way to the bedroom and into my closet, I begin to think, well, Lord, that was the Sunday's gone. Now, what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? I was taught, boys, do not wait till Saturday night to try to figure out what you're going to preach on Sunday morning. And the preacher said, well, the Bible says he'll give you the word. Let me tell you something. I believe the Bible. No, I don't believe. I know it for a fact. It says study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my responsibility. I don't, listen to me carefully, I don't fret 
But I do get a little edgy sometimes when things don't come like I want them to come, okay? Because I want to be a prepared pastor. I want to be a prepared preacher. And if I say things to you that you think that's offsides, that's out of bounds, I wish you hadn't have said that, I'm not coming back, you need to ask yourself, do you reckon God said for him to say what he said to me? We need to expect Jesus in unexpected places. Expect him. Why? Because he's everywhere. He said, I won't leave you and I won't forsake you. I'm everywhere. Do you realize right now, if you haven't got Jesus in your heart, he's not on your side and you're not on his side. So, we need to decide who we're going to follow. Secondly, we need to decide what to feed ourselves Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what you're going to eat. <laughs> well, we go to the grocery store. We try to plan out a menu. We take a grocery list. And sometimes the best we can do, we'll come home and didn't get everything we needed. Least little thing. Well, it, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. You know, we're so blessed in this nation to, to have grocery stores. I can see that little grocery store in Tanzania, Africa. The only one that they said, this is the one to go to. And I found out, hey, I'm glad they said it. Because they spoke English. And I went so many times in that four-month period, it got to when I walked in. Hey, Babu! Everybody know Babu was in the grocery store. <laughs> hey, they had Kellogg cornflakes. Wow. You don't think Kellogg cornflakes taste good when you're halfway around the world? <laughs> I could eat them dry, Rusty. <laughs> eat them dry. And nutty buddies. Wow. I just, you just want to bite the bottom off of it and just slowly just suck it down through there. It's so good. We're so blessed in this nation. I just, this week, going to the grocery store and lands, I'm just, just in there looking. I look down through there at all of the fruit. I'm thinking, my goodness, look at the fruit that's lined up down through there. Now think about heaven where all manner of fruit is going to be there. If you're saved, that's where we're going and we're going to have all manner of fruit. We won't have to go to the grocery store. We won't have to fret over how much stuff costs. We won't have to wonder, what am I going to buy? He says, take no thought of what you're going to eat, drink. You know, in those days, what did they have? They had water, they had wine. But today, there's all manner of stuff on the market to drink. To drink. I beg you. Alcohol has no place. Now, I know what the Bible says. A little wine for the stomach. I can buy that. But I don't buy going out and partying and drinking and have to have somebody to get you home. It's ridiculous. It's foolish. And I hate to use the S word, stupid. 
But you don't do what you ought to do when you drink the wrong thing. Oh, it's cool. Well, yeah, you go ahead with your friends. Bible says sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. That's what happened to the young girl that supposedly got in the wrong car. Youngins, you need to listen to that. Hey, you need to take an example there. You don't have to do that junk. Well, we need to decide who to follow. We need to decide what to eat and what to drink. And then the third thing, we need to decide what to wear. Now, I'm just going to be playing here. Some of you have on things sometime that I would only go to bed in. There's not much imagination left. Hello? I, I praise God I had boys. Is anything cool about me if I had about four buttons undone, brasted back, and a big old medallion hanging there and hair growing out everywhere? <laughs> reminds me of a gorilla. What it reminds me of. Oh, my goodness. If it's got buttons on it, use it. And ladies, you get these things that come right down to here, and then you got this thing across here, you keep pulling this up and pulling this up, and... and and then you, you sit down, and on top of sitting down, it's this way, and up here like this, and I'm thinking, and then they go try to pull it down, there's nothing to pull down. I mean, it's over with. We need to be cautious. We need to be careful what we wear and where we wear it, okay? When I got stung by over a hundred fire ants, was laying on that little old gurney there in Oconee Hospital, and the curtain is pulled, and... and they had done stripped me down. All I had on was a gown and my work boots. <laughs> I left in a huff that morning. I was about to choke to death. Time I got to the hospital, I rolled in. I told all I said was fire ants. It wasn't but minutes. They had an IV going in both arms. They were doing the, uh, the EKG on me. I was hurting. I thought I was dying. And I heard a voice say, yes, that's him. I think, who is him? And it was Lynn. And she's walking down through there. And she, the, the doctor in the hall, she, he says, ma'am, who are you looking for? I'm looking for my husband. She said, that's him. He said, how you know? I recognize the boots. What we have on says who we are. Okay? And I'm in the hospital, all right? I'm dressed, no, excuse me. I have my blue jeans and a t-shirt on, and I got my tennis shoes on, and the nurse says to me, well, somebody said, this is my pastor, and they look at me from my shoes to the top of my head, and this is what the nurse said. You don't look like a preacher. I says to her real quick, what does one look like? She couldn't answer me. Expect Jesus in unexpected places. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. And the fourth thing, decide, decide what to do. Behold the files of the air. You know what he's saying here? Go out into the forest and find you some fowl. 
of birds. And just look at them. Just, just sit and watch the birds. One night, I was missing a goat, okay? So it's dark, and I got my flashlight, and I'm trying to find this goat. And I heard a tweet. Tweet. Shining light, and there sat this little bird. He done gone to bed. And I had disrupted his quiet time. Go to the forest. Find you some fire. Sitting up on a limb. Didn't have no backpack. Didn't have no pillar. You know why? Didn't need it. God says I will feed the birds. God says I know whenever a sparrow falls. Do you not think I care more about you than that? Not only did he say here what to do by going to the forest and find some fowl, but he said, I want you to go out into the field and find you some flowers. Talked about the lilies. Hey, they were arrayed. I'm talking arrayed. They don't sew, they don't toil, they don't spin, but my heavenly father makes them pretty. Do you don't think my father cares more about you than he does birds, than he does flowers? He does. He cares. You know, I I think so many times, I had a dear friend one morning who got in his truck, kissed his wife goodbye, got in his truck, on his way to work, somebody crossed over the center line, hit him head on and killed him just like that. What would it be if that were you? If it were me, head-on collision. And you imagine, well, just right here is 35 mile an hour, okay? 35 and 35 used to be 70, is that right? Can you imagine a 70 mile an hour impact? Somebody's going to be hurt. Somebody's going to be hurt. If that were to be me, if that were to be you, my daddy heard the doctor say, disconnect, he's gone. He's gone. Where would you be if that were you, if that were me, and the doctor says, hey, disconnect everything. It's over with. They're gone. Where would we be? One second after the doctor says he's dead, where will you be? I've been places that I didn't want to be, and I'm looking for an exit sign. I want to get out of there. Let me tell you something. There are no exits in hell. Hello? None. That's why we need to be saved. That's why we need to don't worry about what we're going to drink and what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear. But go out there and look at those birds. Hey, they don't have a barn to store their stuff in. The Heavenly Father feeds them over and over and over. And not one of them falls without him knowing about it. Last of all, we need to decide how you and I want to live and prosper. Verse 34 says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow is going to take thought of itself, of the things of itself. Sufficient under the day is the evil thereof. Listen, there's enough evil in this world to do us from now to eternity in one day. I mean, can you imagine the evil that's going on? 
I mean, I can't imagine a man mistreating his wife in any way. You know, I'm not a fighter, okay? I'm not a fighter. But when I see ladies with black eyes and bruises on their arm, I just want to get him, but I don't want to hit him. I just want to get him by the ears and just start twisting and bow in two different directions and just twist until he falls down on his knees and then kick him good. My goodness alive. You want to pick on somebody? Pick on another man. Now, I know there are, uh, I've seen some men beat up too. That's right. And you ladies need to go and get her by the hair of the head and start pulling this dragon. Say, how does that feel to you? Are you having a good time? You know, what are we going to do? Evil is present everywhere we go. But my God is sufficient. My God has the power. He has the authority to deliver you, to deliver me from all this stuff that, that, that invades our minds, causes us to worry. But you remember, you can't go in two, direct, two different directions. You cannot do it. You cannot serve God and man. You've got to serve one or the other. Jesus said, you either for me or you are against me. And I think about, when I think about worry... Worry to me is like being in a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. Nowhere. I didn't say we didn't worry, but according to Jesus, worry is a sin. I want to challenge you this morning. Listen to me. First of all, you, if you're lost, hopefully you're worried about when you're going to die. Because you are going to die. Everything born is going to die. Okay? It's going to quit breathing. It's going to wear out. So if you're lost this morning, you need to be worried about going to hell. But you don't have to go. This very moment, right now, you can ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Come down here. Tell me, hey, I want to be saved or I've just gotten saved. And your name will be written down in the blood of Jesus in the book of life. This morning, that can happen. As a Christian, if you're worried about things, just bring it to the Lord. Say, God, I can't handle this no more. It's driving me crazy. I got a constant headache. I got a constant stomachache. No matter what I eat, don't agree with me. I'm sick, Lord, and I need to get rid of this burden. Just give it to him. He's a burden barrier, by the way. He's a chain breaker, by the way. He can take care of everything. Father, I ask you right now, please, Jesus, first of all, if there's any person, Lord, that needs to be saved today, Lord, I hope your Holy Spirit's drawing them. Lord, I hope that they will just simply come down, God, and that I can pray with them. Lord, what a miracle that would be, the greatest of all. Help these that are lost not to give devil a victory today. I pray for all of our people, Lord. I pray for myself. I pray for, for us, Lord, who are not as close to you as we need to be, that we'll ask you to forgive us of our sins and cleanse our heart. And if there's any here today, Lord, that's been, been led to join our fellowship, Lord, I pray that you'd bless them today. God, be with Mark as he comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation. And Lord, just help us to concentrate on you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.